Thank you so much for joining us for Love That Voiceover. In-depth interviews unveiling the personalities and projects behind the mic. With none other than your chic geek, perfectly different host, Love That Rebecca. And I do. Hello, all you beautiful chic geeks listening. I want to give a warm welcome and a heartfelt welcome to my fabulously talented guest, Emmy Award-winning Stevie Valance. Hi, Stevie. That's the audience, all uh, the 70,000 that are listening. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi in Rome, Italy. Oh, yeah. Oh, shh. That's a secret. No, I'm kidding. Um, Stevie's in Los Angeles, and I'm in Rome, and we are doing this via Skype for you technology geeks out there. It's really good. That's totally brilliant in itself. It's wonderful. Stevie, you are an actress in film, TV, and animation, a teacher of other actors with regard to animation, and a jazz singer. I mean, you're a busy lady, plus you're an animal lover, and I'm sure there are lots of stories we're going to talk about about that. You have a prolific body of work and a tremendous bio, which I cannot possibly do justice to here. So I just want to let everybody know that they can find out. I'm 80 years old. No, and you're not. That's that's the other part of it is she's doing like five lives at once in one life. So it's pretty. Yeah, you missed out one, which is the main one that I'm doing now, the culmination of all of that, which is voice directing and casting for animation. Directing and casting. Thank you very much. I, a teacher of other actors, I, I kind of put it all together. It's yep. you're, you're teaching in everything you do, and now you're directing and casting, and it's just amazing to have you here. I'm really thrilled. I wish I was there in Rome. I know. That would be so much more fun. We could be talking over biscotti and espresso. <laughs> But everybody who wants to can find out about you at your website, stevievalance.com, at imdb.com, or on Facebook. You have a few pages there, so if they look up your name, do a search in Facebook, they'll be able to find your pages and profiles. Absolutely. Yeah, tunedin.ca, T-O-O-N-E-D-I-N.ca is actually the one for my teaching and workshops and everything to do with animation. So Yeah, very, very fun stuff. And and um, you always teach in Los Angeles, is that correct? Um, no, I teach different cities. I have a, a workshop, a pro-level workshop, and also one for tweens, I call oh, it, which cool. is 9 to 13-year-olds, and also a two-day pro-level in Ottawa. I do various cities. Because you are Canadian. I know. Well, that's where it all started. You know, that's where it all started was Canada for me. And now I'm living, I'm based in LA because my work is here right now. But I, just like you're in Rome, I I pretty much, I work in about three or four different major cities now uh, because animation is pretty, um, pretty much based in the major cities of Toronto, Vancouver, Los Angeles, and New York. And there's exceptions, but those are where all the animation companies are. So I, I teach between those cities, pretty much. You're so cosmopolitan. Well, not as cosmo as you. Oh, I no, you so are more. <laughs> I just think this is amazing. Anyway, carry on. I'll get over it. But <laughs> It's so cool because nobody can tell. I mean, you know, so, yeah. I, I mean, in terms of the clarity and the, the feeling of being right next to you, uh, everybody Skype. always tells me, and this is Skype, and Skype's wonderful, and it works. Well, that's how I direct all my shows. I have people from Sam, Sam working, Sam directing in Toronto, which is, I did a show called Growing Up Creepy, um, which was for uh, Discovery Kids, remember them, mm-hmm. and uh, the producers were all in LA. Well, you know, we used to have the old-fashioned phone patch, and it was very expensive, and things would always go wrong on the line, and we had to phone again and redial, and now we just 
take our laptop in, turn it around, face the the uh, the cast, turn you know, and I can direct with the producers down in Amazing. LA, virtually in the room, watching everybody. It's just so wonderful, so incredible. And I've I've actually produced doing all the voices out of a, my bedroom up in a little small town I live in in northern Canada. I have a little house there that I run away to uh, now and then in between jobs, and and um, I produced a show out of India where I was uh-huh. and sending everything doing the same setup with with I mean if people knew where I was and 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 it was going to India and it was a, a live to broadcast show all via Skype wow that's wonderful and mp3s and whatever files you had to send digitally but still that you could do the actual recording live with with people in India giving feedback was just, and, and if they saw where I was in this little town remote in the middle of nowhere Canada it's just incredible it's so impressive it's really incredible yeah it's really opened up the entire world um, I was just starting to say I used to go down to Mexico and and there was this this, this little village that has just recently got like electricity but for 15 years it had no I like little places like this obviously wow no electricity um, but then they've got electricity and they got internet and it's a palapa in Yalapa and I would audition for things in LA from my palapa in Yalapa over Skype or oh, an internet I just <laughs> that's a poem it's a rhyming poem for children. I know. Beautiful. <laughs> for your for your tweens. And <laughs> my tweens. It for is your a- tweens from the Palapa and Yalapa on the Skype. Yes. <laughs> All right, we won't go there. It's hard to be normal when you're a voice actor, you know, so I hope I Nobody know the audience will understand in this show. That's why I love you all and I love you and I want to talk about guess how much I love you. Oh god. What a this transition. Show. Yes, what a transition. Um that's it's for the new brand new network Disney Junior and I'm I cast it and I voice direct it. That's why I'm down in LA and I work for the most incredible executive producer Bill Schultz. Yeah. Who now has uh, home plate entertainment and he is the Simpsons executive producer from and, cool. and Todd's World and all kinds of wonderful shows and, and growing up creepy and Anyway, Bill uh, gave me this break to come down and, and cast and voice direct this, and along with another show called Wild Grinders, which stars the amazing Rob Deerdeck, uh, the skateboarding guru. Wow. Uh, and that's coming out on Nicktoons on April 27th. That's going to be huge. And I think Guess How Much I Love You is already going to, uh, showing signs of being huge. It's on a brand new network, as I say. So it doesn't quite, it isn't, the network itself isn't quite up and running, but the show, um, I know they're very proud of it, and it's already getting five-star rating and it's for the bedtime they call it the bedtime hour and it's for like two to six-year-olds a very young audience very beautiful like Winnie the Pooh uh like another show I directed Madeline it's got a really nice um it was like therapy going in every day and it um is produced out out of Australia originally original production is SLR Productions out of Australia and so we're doing the voices here and and um setting up the American cast and and uh, that it has been came out just a couple of weeks ago. According to what I saw, it was Friday, March 23rd at 8.30 p.m., which is that bedtime hour. Yeah. It debuted. It's a story about bunnies and uh, father bunny and a baby boy bunny. And that relationship is not very popular. They don't usually they have a mother, daughter or something. But it's just it will make 
cry. It's so beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. It is. And then there's a little field mouse and there's an otter and uh, there's a little red fox and they're all friends. It's just the six characters, a bluebird, and they basically just hang out in the meadow. And it's amazing what you can come up with for a storyline that's educational, just talking about, you know, the shadows or talking about the, you know, picking berries or... And the different lifestyles of the different animals and the seasons. The seasons winter and how, where do you find the food? And I mean, it's just like how, how you can kill 11 minutes and, and keep it incredibly beautiful. And the story doesn't have to be complicated and fancy and special effects. That's what's so nice. It's just straight ahead bedtime, bedtime story reading. And so going in every day and doing this uh, has just been an incredible vacation for me is the best way I can explain it. And the, the talent is incredible on the show. Well, let me ask you a question about how or, or when you got brought into it, because you mentioned you mentioned knowing and having worked with Bill Schultz before. Yeah. So I and, he's and my hero. He also, he's just huh. just, he's such a So how did he person. bring you into this project? Tell well, us a little bit about that story. We go back years ago. I, I've been around I you know I started out in doing voices and um it's like it's like so long ago. Um Marsha Goodman from from known from Deke, which is no longer a company here, but it was a very big company, did Madeline, did Inspector Gadget. She gave me my first break on Inspector Gadget. Mm, big shows. Many years ago, like we're talking 25 years ago at least, um, I auditioned him sitting at my kitchen table over the phone, did a few audition uh, characters for her and she cast me oh, in wow. Inspector Gadget. And I was standing next to Don Adams on one side wow. and um, uh, June Foray on the other side. Wow. They were my teachers and they basically taught me, you know, kind of how mic technique is essentially nothing. You basically just got to nail your feet to the floor and then treat the microphone like it's somebody's ear and away you go. Exactly. And then be a good actor and be able to do character work, of course, and be, be free of being afraid of looking like a jerk and all that other stuff, which I can go into later. And that's what I teach. But at any rate, it started there and just mushroomed back. That was back when you kept being an animation actor off your resume. And I was... Right. I, I was a, a serious thespian that wanted to be, you know, a sex symbol and, and, and everything else that everyone as in, you were in their 20s wanted to be in L.A. And uh, obviously didn't that didn't happen. But I, I got to be on thousands of, of animation shows, thousands of characters it just kind of kept it closet and it beat waiting tables in between the on camera acting gigs. Oh, my God, I can imagine. And then times changed and everything became so hip to do animation. So uh, that's how it sort of happened for me. And, and Marsha Goodman gave me my first break in as a as an actor. And then she also gave me an amazing break to direct um, Madeline, which I did. I had to relocate to Vancouver, Canada, and I ended up living there for 10 years. And one day I got mailed Emmy. Oh, wow. And I, I couldn't afford to go to the New York function. I'd gone the year before when we were nominated and, I, and we didn't win. So the second year I decided to just go away to a friend's house on Vancouver Island. And I was up on a, up in a tree, as I recall, the night of the exact event in New York. <laughs> I climbed up this tree and we were in this tree house and I came down, I called my agent and there was a message saying, guess what? You, you know, you, you won an Emmy. And I don't know if they do this anymore, but there was a team of us that I guess the Academy held responsible for Madeline. So being a voice director in the casting, and I'd done many and many of the voices, Ms. Clavel, Little Girls. I was Ms. Clavel and also the dog, rawr, rawr, Genevieve. <laughs> and, <laughs> I saw some of those clips. Yeah. That's wonderful. So that's how, and then one day the, and so then about two weeks later, this Federal Express truck rolled up in front of my place and I knew it was Miami arriving and and I went, oh, my oh, God, in FedEx the door. And I said, please come out. You just got to somebody's got to see me receive this thing. 
There she was. And and I tell you that Emmy has truly changed my life just in terms of self-confidence. And some people, I I joke, I say some people have a crystal. Well, I have an Emmy (laughs) and I have no other credits. So I I went out, came down to LA with a knapsack and my Emmy in the back of the knapsack. So when I meet these very important people for a job and they, you know, it did open doors in the sense that I at least got past the reception when I'd say, hi, I'm I'm an Emmy award winning director from Canada and I'd like to be interviewed, you know, at least be granted an interview so I'd sort of go in empty-handed with nothing with a knapsack on and then I'd seriously I would do this I would have it open at the top and I'd reach behind and I'd pull out I felt the stand oh my god pull it out in one move this Emmy would come out and be in front of us and it really worked you know (laughs) I bet it did Hey, all you chic geeks. Listen, there is so much gold here with Stevie, but this is the end of part one. Be sure to tune back in next week, and I might throw out some tidbits in between, because Stevie just gave us so much gold. But for sure, this is the end of part one. Tune in next week for part two. Thanks.